the RHAP preseason interview series with the Survivor 35 players by Josh Wiggler is made possible by my heroes, the patrons of Rob as a podcast. Get exclusive RHAP content and get involved with our patron community by hustling over to Rob has a website dot com slash patron or by clicking the become a patron banner on Rob has a website dot com. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sisternino back here as we continue our preseason interview series listening to what our own Josh Wiggler brought back from BG. Josh, how are you? I am excited. I'm excited for you guys to meet the man who has replaced Nick Maiorano in my heart as my survivor What? That is happening today and it's going to be glorious. Does Nick Maiorano know? He knows now. He knows now. Oh, no. This is not the way you want to break that kind of news. I don't mind. He'll keep coming crawling back. I got you, Nick. You'll be here. Wow. Okay. So who might this lucky guy be? This would be the surfer boy, not skater boy, but spelled the same way, uh, B-O-I at the end. Uh, the surf instructor, Devin Pinto of the Hustlers Tribe. We are also going to be checking in with Lauren Rimmer. Fisherman of the Hustlers Tribe, uh, one of the people that Jeff Probst credited with once she was on the board in casting, the theme of heroes versus healers versus hustlers started coming together. So praise Lauren or shake your fist at Lauren as you will, depending on how you feel about the theme. Uh, but I think, again, uh, some really fun interviews with these two. Uh, so looking forward to, to getting into them and seeing where they land on your power rankings, which are a very active and alive thing, a very fun aspect of this podcast series. If you missed any of our first three sets of interviews, you can hear all them on robhasawebsite.com or robhasawebsite.com slash survivor for all things Survivor 35. So, Josh, we're going to talk about Devin Pinto, not my college roommate, Greg Pinto. Greg Pinto? Tell me more about Greg Pinto. Greg Pinto, he was from Northport, Long Island, and he was basically Rocky from Survivor Fiji. <laughs> rap, rap, rap. Why would you say that I was going over there when Bob, that was a different one of my roommates, uh, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Robin Bob and Greg Pinto. Oh my God. Some real great mythology reveals yes, in this episode yes. of RHAB. <laughs> All be covered in the prequels. Oh, I can't wait. How is, uh, how is Greg Pinto's midichlorian count? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that he would uh, even be uh, knowing anything about what was going on with Star Wars. Yeah, well, I can't imagine that Anakin knew that he had a high midichlorian count, and then in comes Qui-Gon Jinn to let him know what's up. <laughs> All right, so let's get into uh, what's going on with uh, Devin Pinto. Did you enjoy your time with Devin Pinto, or is this just a physical attraction that you have for him? No, it's an emotional, it's a spiritual connection that we forged, as well as, of course, this is a man who is, uh, who is nice to look at. Uh, but I think that the thing with Devin that I really enjoyed the most about Devin is maybe I'm just like easily suckered, and that is certainly possible, and probable even. But I found him to be really charming, I found him to be really charismatic, I found him to be very likable, and he looks, just on appearances, like he looks like your kind of like classic, like, 
hunky like survivor outdoorsy type like he fits into the mold of like the Ozzy or the Malcolm or the Joey Amazing or what have you um, and you know some of those guys certainly have like their their survivor bona fides coming into the show and Devin is one of those as well Devin is somebody who I think on first glance you wouldn't necessarily think this is a guy who's watched a lot of survivor uh, again perhaps I was fooled but he definitely gave me the impression that he's watched a good amount of survivor and is a fan of the show um, so I think that he's going to be an interesting person to watch here as we're moving into this season premiere uh certainly somebody that i liked a lot coming out of this uh out of this interview and i believe you will you will hear even a little bit of the preamble that's going to lead us into this podcast to just like give you a little bit of a sense of the bromance that was developing between the two of us right and this will be a wonderful tell to be able to reveal whether you were blinded by devin pinto's looks because we're just going to get the audio so if it's not going to come through we'll say okay well wiggler just had his love goggles on and i'll own it yeah. i'll own it <laughs> we'll see we'll see I'll if it's anything there it. all right i think i also have to throw up an nsfw tag oh, for uh whoa, no why for, for for a further point in the podcast here uh, according to an early warning that was issued to me by the great taron armstrong who is uh, on top of all of his amazing accomplishments is uh <laughs> is the gatekeeper on first one out in terms of editing the audio and he extracted this from the interview he said yeah it might get a little funky but it's kind of necessary to leave in according to taron so we'll see how okay. that goes nsfw we might, warning to, we might have for Devin we might Pinto. have to hold up hey we might have to hold yeah. up hey at a certain point. there was yeah. always nsfw warnings in play when greg pinto was involved so it only <laughs> makes sense for Devin pinto to get one as well here is oh my god Devin. All right, so here's what's going on here. This is that was all a, lo- a long, a long way of getting to where we are now. So you're now on a on a podcast that is called Rob Has a Podcast. Are you familiar with Rob Has a Podcast? Oh no. Okay, so 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 Rob has a podcast. I am not Rob. Oh, okay. I'm Josh. I sure thought you were Rob. I'm not. I am not. I've gotten that before. Rob is a guy who has played Survivor before. He played Survivor twice. He now has a Survivor podcast. People listen to it. People are going to be mocking you ruthlessly. People are going to be psyched about you all season long. One or the other. Some comedy of both once you get home you're gonna be listening to it you're uh, are we talking it. boston no it's uh, not boston rob uh, but you are not the first person to- yeah the bad bad not good Devin. you're not helping me out here man what the hell <laughs> okay so why are you on survivor i'm here to win i'm here to play and you know I, i've been given this opportunity and i'm gonna take it by the reins and ride it all the way home cool uh who are you gonna try to play like people who've played before anyone in survivor history is there anyone that you want to emulate uh, as far as my gameplay at like on a non-strategical level, on any level, yeah, I want to play get... like Ozzy. Okay, but as far as my strategic play, I want to play more like Sandra. Interesting. Okay, talk to me about that. Well, she's she's got this brilliant idea that as long as it's not her, she's cool with voting that person off. So I think I'm gonna play that way. You know. I'm not going to be naming people, first of all, you know, because as soon as you say someone's name, word spreads and, oh, Devin said your name. And then, boom, that person gets all these people together and then your ass is voted off. So I'm going to ask everyone, oh, who do you want to vote off or what do you think? Oh, I agree with you. Let's do that. So, you know, they feel like they're calling the shots and I'm just kind of a follower in that sense. But she like she mind fucks people, man. She like 
she manipulates the shit out of people. The, I, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> so in the Aussie stuff, though, you want to be like in the survival sense. Yeah, I want to. I want to be that guy. You want to kill know? some sharks. Yeah, I want to. I want to bring home a big black. I was going to say shark. bring home the bacon, but <laughs> I don't know that you can produce um, fish bacon. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a thing. Hey, if you slice it thin enough and cook it in enough. Do you like? I don't, I don't know. know, like the smoking process. I don't know. We don't need to get into fish bacon here. <laughs> Actually, have had salmon bacon before. It's pretty good. Uh, uh, who is your least favorite Survivor player? Of all time, least favorite Survivor player, man. That's that's a hard one, because like, it's probably someone who just didn't do shit. <laughs> so it'd be someone that you don't even remember. Yeah, most likely. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, the people who made it far enough. I mean, they they did something to make it that far. So the unremembered are my least favorite I hate players. you all everyone who I can't <laughs> name every single one of you how do you plan to start this game your ideal day one you know boots on the ground or you know feet yeah. or whatever probably no boots yeah no boots uh, on my feet you know, you're, you're I don't hit, even own boots you're hitting the beach even when you go snowboarding oh okay okay you got, snowboard you boots got some, you got uh, some yeah, you, okay. don't try to be above boots <laughs> so you, you, you've got feet on the ground alright toes on the beach you're hitting the beach it's day one ideal day one what do you want to have happen uh, freaking Jeff roll up with a fat cooler of beers and like, <laughs> all right, there's a twist. We're all getting wasted and <laughs> gonna have a survivor party. Yeah, survivor keg stands yeah. is, uh, is the new thing this season. All right, so outside of beer, give yeah, me like, yeah. uh, what uh, do you so imagine for your first day? I hope that we don't all just like get too excited to the point where we don't get anything done and then some big ass rainstorm comes and gives us all the worst night of our lives on Survivor. Uh, you know, I want to see our tribe mesh well together. Maybe see two of, of the people be like outsiders so that, you know, they'll have the target on their back right away and me connecting well with the majority and yeah, just having a good shelter built. Uh, maybe getting fire started without flint right off the bat. You know, I've been working on that. Hopefully, I can pull it off if I can find. You've been something. working on fire. Yeah. Uh-huh, How are you doing flint. with it? With flint, it's like I can't even believe that people have a hard time starting a fire with flint. I mean, it's so simple. But uh, without flint, that's that's hard. I've been trying friction methods just because wow. I don't know if I'm going to have glasses um, <laughs> to start a fire with. So, but. Yeah, shelter, fire, and good relationships with the majority is how I want my first day to go. Cool. Uh, with some beers to boot. And some beers. No boots, sorry. Uh, <laughs> are you going to spend any time looking for an idol? How much time are you going to spend looking for yes. an idol? Yes, yes. I'm going to spend good time. Anywhere. I'm not... So my time looking for idol isn't going to be strictly looking for idol. It's going to be me doing other things, and then while I'm doing those things, I'll look for an idol. I mean, I'm talking walking to the water well to get water, chopping firewood, uh, even going fishing, you know. I might go, say I'm going fishing and go search for the idol for 15 minutes before I actually do start going fishing. So, cool. Yeah. So multitasking. Multi, ah, I'm a good multitasker. Multitasker, good. Um, how much Survivor have you seen? Uh, so grew up watching up until I graduated high school. And then once I went off to college, I did, like, a lot of travel. You did college. I didn't have a TV, yeah. so I couldn't watch Survivor, and I was just so busy with school and work. And then since I've graduated and finished uh, doing some traveling after my graduation, I've been getting back into it 
um, catching up on missed seasons. Did you start getting back into it when you knew that you were coming onto this, when you knew you were in the mix, or like even before that, were you starting to get back into it? Um, before that, with my mom, because my mom loves the show, and she was living in Ecuador where she had no way of watching the show. Do they have Survivor in Ecuador? No, there's yeah. no, there's no Survivor there. They what does she think about this? Oh, she's ecstatic, but she still sees herself like this is her ideal scene. She's been visualizing this. So I make it far enough, at least to the family challenge. She comes on, we kick ass in the family challenge. The whole producers, everyone loves us so much together that they want to bring us both back on for a blood versus water season. Oh That's man. Like her big. So she wants she in. Will. Yeah. Oh, she wants she to wants, be out here. Me being out here isn't enough for her. No way. So she's she competitive. Wants, oh yeah. Would she be good at this? Oh, pfft. If she was here right now, I would bow down and, you know, say that not a single person here stands a chance. She would for sure win. Could you vote out your mom? No, no. I would never vote out my mom. I would vote for myself before I voted for my mom. Could she vote you out? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we want to see this. This sounds good. Uh, what was the best advice you got before you came out here from anybody, anyone who knew that you were about to go on this adventure? What advice did you receive that's really resonating with you still while you're out here? Uh, I would say my mom's advice to me of preparing my my final speech, my final say when I'm in the final two or three. Um, which is what? Which is so my I haven't gotten it down, but the idea is that I'm going to be talking about how every person in the final it will. I'm going to talk about how. <laughs> this is giving me stumbling on my words. Oh, yeah, gonna... work on this, dude. Come on. We're workshopping right now. Do a full reset right now. Gather yourself. Get your shit together and give me the speech. Oh, shit. Okay, okay. So, the spiel is that the true winner of Survivor is never the real deserving person. And that every person in the jury deserves to win more than the final three and then I'll start giving reasons why they should be the sole survivor individually. over us individually to each jury member. That's that's going to be my final spiel. Wow. And, and that was her but, advice to me. But then you should be like, but this other guy who's next to me like deserves it the least by a lot. So like, since it can't be you and it has to be one of us, like, definitely don't make it that one. That person sucks. Oh, shit. It's yeah. good. I like that. Yeah. Good. What is the sneakiest thing? that you'd be willing to do out here? Like, what's the most underhanded, cutthroat thing that you feel like you are willing to do here in the game of Survivor? I mean, you name it and I'll do it. Really? Yeah, it's a game, man. Yeah, I'll do whatever it takes out here. You're fine with all kinds of lies. If it's if it's going to benefit Like, can you game, swear on stuff? Like, can you oh, swear yeah, on I'll things swear, I'll swear game? on my mom's life. I'll swear on God. I'll swear on my own life. Whatever, you know, it doesn't mean anything. I don't mean it. So... Ruthless. Yeah, I mean, it's just a game. Yeah. Like, fuck, gotta play it. Hell yeah. Um, what are other players going to dislike about you? Uh, hopefully nothing. Hopefully nothing. <laughs> or but... maybe something so that they want to keep me around. But do you? But do you know something like about yourself? Where you're like, I know myself well enough oh, that X is gonna piss that person. Out. I know. I've already been talking my sleep. You're a sleep is... talker. Ah, <sighs> unfortunately. Oh God. What do you say? <laughs> 
I, it's different every time, man, and it surprised me every All time. All right, so here's what we got to do. Are you tired right now? <laughs> so you have to. We've got a table here. You can take a nap. I've got my recorder, and then I'll play it back for you before you have to go back out there. <laughs> hey, as long as I'm not revealing any secrets of mine, you know about who yeah, I'm like off or that, like, This is who's in my alliance. <laughs> this is exactly how I plan to vote for the rest of the game. Just like <laughs> full out on blast. <laughs> Everyone's like, "What the fuck is Devin?" doing right now all right so it sounds like you've got like a really good thing just never go to sleep <laughs> i'm just maybe gonna, that's it maybe i'll just look for the idol while everyone's sleeping that's probably the there best time go. to look for the idol there although it's gonna be dark as shit it will be dark but you can make a torch yeah, it I'll seems like torch. you're good with your fire yeah there, there you go, go. There's, there's, there's there's an idea why should people pick you to win Devin? why are you going to be the guy day 39 why will you be the guy at the end why should we pick you to win i'm just that guy i mean i'm just my whole life i just felt like i've had the best of luck you know just being here right now uh, i think things are just gonna go well for me i mean i know that sounds kind of you know arrogant of me to say but i'm I'm just hoping that that's what's gonna happen and that me being myself and playing the game as hard as i can is gonna be enough but i mean that's all i can really do cool yeah. Uh, all right, so on these podcasts, what we like to do is we like to wrap up with a, a hashtag that lets hashtag. lets us know that we made it all Wait, the way what, to the end. what is a hashtag? A hashtag, it's like, it's a, it's a funky social media thing. Yeah, but the what thing. the fuck? I know it is, I know, it's a thing that's it? taken over. It's like a virus, you know? I, does it have to be, like, everywhere, though? This is, it's, I mean, Survivor, this the is, game of... This is going to be a hashtag. Hold on, I mean, seriously, this is a 23-year-old, and he really, he really doesn't know what a hashtag is? No, he's saying that he knows what a hashtag is. Is, but he doesn't like that hashtags have to be a thing for this moment you're not like marrying this hashtag okay, like you will okay. be able to break away from this hashtag at any point you want but for this specific podcast we're gonna get there okay so what i'm just gonna yeah say like what do you uh, what do you think it should be something we talked about oh, uh hashtag fuck hashtag <laughs> Uh, all right. I mean, if that's where you want to go, if you want to keep it really vulgar, we can go with that. I was going to say, like, Devin's mom for Survivor or something, you know, Ooh, a little sweeter okay, like that. Okay, well, do you think that would, like... I think that that could only help her shot, that's right? Like, we've okay. got to start Let's the fan campaign yeah. early, okay, right? Okay, okay. Hashtag... Devin's my, mom for Survivor. My mom... Well, she has a name. What's her name? Sonia. Sonia with for Survivor. <gasps> so exotic. Oh, my God. Do yeah. you know... All right, I don't mean to freak you out. But the, the first, first person, person ever voted out of Survivor yeah, was Sonya with, with a J. J. And maybe she'll be the last person to win. Oh, my God. <laughs> you just blew my mind. All right, Sonya for Survivor is the hashtag. All right. Good stuff. Okay, there you go. All right. How about that? That's kind of uh, that's some eerie first one out uh, marketing right there. That's pretty yeah, good. that's pretty good. Josh, I never knew you were such a shallow person. <laughs> I always thought that you were this really deep guy that really, you know, was looking for something more. This is just uh, feels like to me that maybe the love goggles were in play. Oh, wow. So you're thoroughly unimpressed. I I hyped him up, hyped him up, hyped him up a little bit. Yeah. I mean, what is the difference between Devin and Taylor from Millennials versus Gen X? Um... I feel like mind. the difference between Taylor and Devin in in Millennials versus Gen X is that Devin actually seems like he's watched Survivor before. I think would be would be one for me. Yeah, uh, I'd never really got that impression even from talking with Taylor in the pregame. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> so I don't know what to tell you. he's like Taylor with uh, 
Cable. I think he's I think he's more J like than Taylor. I okay. think that like he's got he's got J upside versus uh versus what you're getting out of Taylor. Okay, we'll see. I, I don't know if I love his final three pitch. I don't know if that's necessarily uh going to win the game for somebody to say that you guys all deserve it more than me. Like I think the move is you guys are good. I was better, but you guys were all really good. Not necessarily that you guys were better than me. I don't even know why I'm here. I feel like that didn't really work for like a Nalia in terms of uh, saying like, I don't know how this happened to me, how I made it uh, this far. And, um, you know, we'll, well like he said, it's a work in progress, right? We were workshopping. We were workshopping. Workshopping. Yeah. You know, seems like he's jovial. He's laughing at everything. He's got he's got a good laugh. He's got a, a good sense of humor. Apparently, he sleep talks. Yeah. Didn't take me up on my like offer to, to nap on the table. Yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't really hear it like any jokes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe listen to first one out and it'll be a little laughier. Okay. Potentially. That's Devin Pinto. And well, I'm, uh, feeling, I'm feeling personally attacked right now, just to be <laughs> just to be kind of honest with you right now. Sorry. Uh, feeling, uh, we'll feeling see. A right now. We'll feeling see. a little triggered right now. Feeling a little triggered. Look, I'm just hearing him that I will get the chance to watch him in action as you did once we get to the start of the season. I'm very susceptible to the Survivor Man crush, I have to admit. Yeah. It's, a, it's definitely a kryptonite of mine. There's usually one per season. I think we found the one. Okay. How does he compare to your roommate, Greg Pinto? <laughs> well, uh, Greg Pinto was probably uh, a more aggressive guy that Devin Pinto seems like he is a lot more chill. So I think I'd rather have Devin Pinto as a roommate because he could be a little more cantankerous, but... Devin Pinto seems like he would be a fine person to live with. What do you think about uh, Sonia Pinto's chances at uh, coming back to Survivor at some point and being the final winner of Survivor to bookend it with Sonia Christopher? He's really talking her up. I'm going to vote her out first in a blood versus water season. I don't think he's doing her any favors. I think that he's, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely raised the threat level on the future appearance. You really uh, want to downplay, right? I mean, Mama in terms Sonia. of Survivor strategy, like I think he's kind of got it backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good points. Good points all. <laughs> okay. All right. And we'll see if he can play like Sandra along the way. Sandra is such a polarizing figure with this uh, cast of HHH. You got to be happy that at least he likes Sandra. You know, he's yeah. not just automatically poo-pooing the Sandra. Mm-hmm. Sure. He seems like, on paper, you know, to like her philosophy. But again, easier said than done to say you're going to play like Sandra and then ultimately play like Sandra. All right. Shall we move on to yes. the to the next to the next portion of this interview? Yes, uh, I want to hear about my uh, fish industry champion, Lauren Rimmer. Josh, what could you tell us about your discussion with Lauren? Okay, so Lauren Rimmer coming up. Uh, Lauren is fun. I like Lauren. Uh, Lauren was really fun to talk through when I was showing her the cast photos of everybody. That's not going to be on this podcast, but I think that she's been an underrated contributor in that regard. Has a hot take about... Uh, that one of the people that we've already heard in one of these podcasts that I will not reveal because that'll be a fun reveal later on down the line. Okay. Um, but, but Lauren is great. She is a, she is a hard worker, uh, very much of the blue collar type, according to Probst. And I think that that is accurate. She is a single mom in Beaufort, North Carolina. She is a fisherman. She works super hard in a really physically demanding job. She is very family oriented, very family centric, found out that she was in contention for, 
for Survivor while she was trick-or-treating with her kid on Halloween. So that's a fun story. Uh, and I'm excited to, to get your takes on Lauren after we put her through some of these more strategically minded questions. I think that she's got a really fun story and I think she's a really fun character. But I'll be really curious to get your take on her in terms of her gameplay potential. Okay, I'm very much looking forward to Lauren. I think she could be a very fun character on this season. Can't wait to hear what she has to say. So this is Welcome to Rob Has a Podcast. I'm not Rob. I'm Josh. Uh, I am here on behalf of Rob, who is not Boston Rob, if you know Boston Rob. Uh, so if you're good with that, we'll just launch right into it. Thank you for getting this all out front. Just- yeah, I think also the hashtags are dead, too, at this point. I think the, the F hashtags was yeah, really the, uh, the yeah, death of yeah. it. Oh, well, once, of once Devin said F hashtag, listen, then you listen, were no way you were going to keep listen, going. Listen, stop, stop, stop it. Let's go now, yeah. never, or yeah, let's go. Let's do it, let's do it. Okay, so why are you on Survivor? Uh, to put my Survivor skills at use, you know, being a everyday survivor, um, living in the environment I live in and, and working in the industry I work in is a survivor in itself. So I kind of, you know, this is a self self thing at the same time as you know um, being here and putting my knowledge to use and hoping that uh i can work my way to the top with a lot of bs and a lot of smiles cool uh who are you going to try to play like people who've played survivor before you know people that you've seen any play styles that you like that you would like to try to emulate out here boston rob um, so not the rob who owns this podcast no, sorry rob <laughs> hate it for you um but you know boston Rob had a, you know, he was it seems like everybody didn't like him but they liked him at the same time and they kept his little butt around Um, but he also made himself available to everybody Um, he kept the same tone of voice he didn't holler and scream like Debbie now you know tripping out on the beach and stuff like that so you know I would like to kind of play at a a straight line I don't want any ups and downs I want to be straight and firm cool Um, who's your least favorite survivor player ever of all the survivors that you've seen Hmm. Probably. Oh wow, that's a hard one because there's several. You know, there's there's a lot of people that have struck me the wrong way just because of either a their attitude or poor sportsmanship. You know, Um, one right off the top of my head is who's playing now is Michaela. You know, I I think she's a great player. She's physically strong. She she knows how to play, and if she was playing by herself, she'd win. To be fair, hold up. Uh, I mean, most people, if they're playing by themselves, would win. That's probably true. I mean, they would have nobody to compete against, but it would really be more like naked and afraid than Survivor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I and team. And, you know, and obviously, your attitude is my, I hate it. You yeah. know, I've played, I've always played. Sportsmanship matters sportsmanship, to you a great deal. Yeah, sportsmanship is the main thing. You know, ha- respect the rest of your team. Um, whether you like them or not, you need to understand that, you know, they're here too for the same reason you are. And, um, you know, pissing people off is not really your top goal. Yeah. Um, how do you plan to start? You know, day one rolls around, you're you're hitting the beach, it's the first day of the game, you're with your tribe. If everything goes the way that you want it to go, how does that first day play out? My first day is walk in with hugs and smiles and, you know, just we need to kind of... I, I, 
I don't really want to be the boss, but at the same time, I want to make some suggestions and, you know, maybe try to get everybody to sit down and, and find out what role they want to play. You know, every, somebody has to get fired. Somebody has to start working on somewhere to sleep. You know, I don't, I don't expect to have, you know, a shelter built in a day because Rome wasn't built in a day, but, you know, having a good area to sleep and um and then work on a fire i mean none of us are going to starve to death the first day so getting us a nice place to lay our head down and making sure that we're well rested for the challenges is going to be my main priority number priority one, one. yeah um are you going to spend much time looking for an idol are you going to be on the on the hunt for the idols no my here? name's not ty <laughs> i can't shoot i was idols. confused i got my my notes are, are wrong i thought i was talking to ty this yeah, whole time. Well, i wish so i yeah. can't you know he just pulls them out of his ears like that magician pulls the little thing out the hat yeah. you know um but you know watching ty really it it, it it makes you wonder makes you think your what's your steps how are you going to play no i particularly don't want to take off like a mile wild banshee looking for an idol um i hope that i don't feel the need to have to have one but at the same time, I'm never going to not be looking. You know, as when I'm walking to the water or when I'm going here or going there, um, my eyes are always going to be looking for an idol. And I grew up scavenging. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to scavenge as, you know, as much as possible, but inconspicuous. Cool. Love it. Um, how much Survivor have you seen? Uh, are you are you a day one fan of Survivor? When did you start watching Survivor? Um, I started watching Survivor when I graduated high school, which is in when 2000. And I watched... Yeah, right at the start. Yeah, right at the start. And I started... I watched a lot of it. And then I went off to school and um, I played softball for uh, Powerade. Uh, um, Powerade sponsored it. And I, I did a lot of traveling, playing ball and stuff. So it really took, you know, my time. And Wednesday nights... Not were, a lot of couch potato time not a lot of couch potato time um you know wednesday nights is when we played ball so it was really hard oh, to play so there was a the there softball was, or survivor yes yeah, softball or survivor so um there was a few years that i skipped and it was not by choice and then i had my daughter and so i kind of lost track of time and then probably in the past five years you know th she's growing up and my sister like i said we we go to the theater and get a every Wednesday night and get a thing of popcorn for four bucks put a load of butter on it and we meet and we laugh and we eat popcorn and when it's over we're done so um wait you watch Survivor at a theater no oh I was we, gonna say that sounds so cool no, we're not that fortunate trust me we only have like one good theater that'd be amazing um no but we you know they cinema uh sells a bucket every year for 20 bucks and to refill your buckets four dollars so my sister and i and we have buckets so we stop whoever's on the way to my house or her house i fill my bucket up with popcorn we meet at the house and we sit there eat popcorn and laugh and talk shit about everybody on the tv and what would we would do if we were there and you know you're, you're you have your own circumstances but um so yeah we, i've i've tried to keep up to date and um hold up is this allowed Are are you allowed to you buy a, a like a, a year pass of the popcorn and then you can just go to the movie theater and fill it up whenever you want? I, this is the, this was the first time I'd ever heard of such a deal, but it sounds like a phenomenal deal. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, it seems like it's really out of the way to go for the popcorn, no? Well, if you like popcorn a lot, I'm maybe not like the a huge theater is on the way. Yeah, I'm not like a big popcorn person, but like if you're a huge no, popcorn popcorn's person, popcorn's great. 
Yeah, but it gets stuck in your teeth. It's oh. really hard to pick out, and yeah. that's a problem. That could be the problematic. Yeah. A lot of the seasons that I don't have, my sister, she has them on DVD. So a lot of them we've I've tried to rewatch, um, which is a lot of like her favorite ones. So Redemption Island, uh, All Stars, uh, the Boston Rob season, yeah, Heroes versus Villains. I it's mean, a Boston Rob household. Everyone's a fan. Yeah, well, sorry again, Rob. A, yeah, my my sister and them are like Russell. She's a Russell fan. But, okay, but she's like a damn villain herself. Yeah, I was you know? gonna say because of the sportsmanship thing. I yeah, can't imagine you're a Russell. She's fan. not a sports. She is. She is all about her. It's her herself and herself. <laughs> and I mean, and that we're like. Like night and day and uh, you know and hopefully I'll be here on day 26 and her little fat ass will be out here playing with me <laughs> you know and we call each other stupid because she helps me commercial fish and she does it on the side when she's not grooming dogs and you know we pass each other in the boat and she's like what are you doing stupid I'm like I don't know stupid what are you doing yeah. you know we just have good sense of humor uh, what was the best advice you received before you came out here from anybody Play hard or come home, and don't come home without a million dollars. So play hard. Play hard. Um, give it your all, and don't give up. You know, if you get yourself in a predicament with your tribe, try to work your way out of it. Do whatever it takes to get yourself back in this game. Yeah. Um, what is the sneakiest thing that you would be willing to do out here in order to win a million bucks? I know you're saying this is blood sport. So how sneaky are you willing to get? The sneakiest thing... Um, I'd be willing, and well, I am very willing to trick someone to make them think it would, you know, set them up to make them think it was someone else, maybe start an argument if I feel that person's a threat to me or something like that, you know, and um, I would, little things like, you know, hey, they were up walking around, whether they were or not, you know, I want to put that in someone else's mind that they need to start watching them. Do I, can I really trust them? You know, they're up in the middle of the night looking for a damn idol, you know, so, um, Whatever it takes, whatever my little mind can come up with. Um, what are other players going to dislike about you? Is there something about you that's going to rub somebody wrong, you think? Um, I'm sure there is. I'm hoping that it's not the way I look, you know, being um, ath- athletic, you know, because I can't run a mile without probably falling out and dying. But, you know, if we had to pick up a ton of rocks, I could do it. You can you know? pick up some rocks. Yeah. but um, so You can I'm, rock the rocks. I can rock the rocks. But um, so I'm hoping that intimidation doesn't mess me up. Um, and I hope I can keep my sneakiness and just keep all my thoughts in here. I don't want to screw up and say things I shouldn't say to hurt me, you know, because they could always use that against me. Yeah. Um, I don't know if that really answered your no, question. No, totally, totally, totally. Uh, and then the final one on the list is why should people pick you to win? Why should you be people's winner pick to win season 35 of Survivor? Uh, well, for one, I'm here not for myself only, but for other people. And, you know... I also, we were talking yesterday at the Ponderosa and stuff, and someone asked me, when one of the producers, I don't know if you were in there or not, and no. said something about, you know, what if you win that million dollars, Lauren? And I said, well, whether I win it or not, my goal is to go home. Um, number one is put my nephew and my daughter money aside for college because they will have the option, but their little asses need to know that they will not be able to touch it unless they finish two years of college. I don't care if it's at a community college or a, or a state college, but you will do it because I screwed up and didn't 
take that opportunity. And you're not going to let that happen. I don't want that to happen. You know, if you want the prize, you're going to work for it just because I'm, I'm, that's why I'm here. I want it. I'm here. I'm going to work for it. But at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm a big horseshoe crab fan, obviously. And I mean, commercial fishing, but, um, horseshoe crabs, they're the only mammal, the prehistoric mammal that has blue blood. Um, if you've ever had a tetanus shot, a flu shot, or an implant, you've had horseshoe crab blood in your system. Wow. Um, it's a bacteria-free blood. I so, feel weird now. Probably. I've got crab should, blood in me. should be crawling around or something. <laughs> yeah, right. Do you ever itch funny or something? I'm literally, as you're saying that, but, itching my leg. But it, what kind of crabs was that, you know? Yeah. Oh, no. No, <laughs> no, 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 God. Hold up. <laughs> Besides the slam that Lauren is implying you could have uh, some sort of a uh, issue going on, it has, have we verified this? I know that Taryn is very big into science. That is this a wives' tale, or is she speaking from some truth here? I have not done the research into this, so somebody's going to have to. Now that this is look out at there comments, in the world, I just don't want to put someone, that out there that we have verified uh, these facts. Fair enough. Fair enough. But um, you know, I've I've always. I love things like that, you know, and the the bad part about horseshoe crabs is there's plenty of overseas people that, you know, uh, Japan and places like that, that will draw their blood, but they tell you that they put them back overboard um, because you're allowed to draw one third of their blood every 30 days, and a lot of that's, they don't, it doesn't happen, and in the States, we have a higher demand for them as bait, so they get ground up um, in certain places, New Jersey, they uh, for conch bait and crab bait, and it's not that I'm not all about bait, but there's other things to use besides a horseshoe crab, and in our little area on the North Carolina coast, you know, on the east coast of the United States, North Carolina is the largest place for estuaries so we have you know a lot of seafood a lot of babies and stuff comes from our area and if i can manage to keep them here and i can you know i have a little area that i would love to develop and be able to keep what i'm allowed to have which is 50 a day but also purchase them and draw their blood and send it away and actually keep them here instead of them being shipped out because if i can keep them in north carolina then i'm repopulating north carolina yeah and therefore i'm you know i'm putting them to good use which is you know in keeping them in captivity you can't their blood uh, weakens so it's not as strong as if they were living out in their own environment so my uh, my number one goal, and, and whether I win the million dollars or not, that's I will be doing that. And the reason I haven't done it before now is because I never had the space to do it. And um, I was given the opportunity a while back to have the area to do it. So I mean, everything you know has takes this time to do. And um, with that horseshoe crab blood, you know, with Duke University is, um, they have a lab, laboratory near us <laughs> where they study sea turtles and all that kind of stuff. So I can open it up to an educational purposes for the university, but also the school systems. Um, I grew up 
my first job was on a tour boat, and we did nothing but educational classes year around, taking them and telling them about the horses and all these things. But nobody ever mentioned the horseshoe crab, and they're they're it. That's it, you know. And um, you can all we tag them. You can tag them. You have to study which how many times they shed because they'll shed their shell. And if you tag them and you lose their tag, then you got to start over. But um, that's my. My main goal was to take care of my family. I would love to give my mother a new car. She's never owned anything new in her life. Wow. Anything? So um, she deserves it. So in doing some quick research here, uh, story checks out so far on the horseshoe crab blood. All right. Well, that's great. So now you all know about the importance of horseshoe crab blood. So if nothing else was accomplished here today, you found out about that. And you found out that I am really easily conned by beautiful people. I am very much hoping that we could see Lauren and her sister compete together one day in a Survivor season. I think that it would be very fun to see them calling one another by the mutual nickname Stupid. I think that that would be very funny to watch in the upcoming season. Horseshoe crab blood versus water. I think that that would be very exciting. (laughs) Great, I would like that as well. Yeah. They could compete against Devin and Sonya. It's starting to write itself. Yeah. Lauren, you know, I feel like that she wasn't as kooky as I was hoping for in a character. She seems like that, uh, you know, she at least is uh, somebody who could be, you know, interesting to watch. I think that she is going to be interesting to see how she fits in with the rest of uh, the group here in uh, Survivor 35. What do you think about her in terms of her thoughts on the game, her outlook on Idol? She says she's not really going to be looking for any of that. What are your thoughts on all that? I mean, I didn't really hear anything interesting in terms of how she looks at the game. And, you know, I think that's sort of like a, just a generic thing to say, oh, yeah, I'll play like Boston Rob. But I, I think that it doesn't sound to me like that she has a real understanding of like how complicated and intricate everything was uh, going on. in. like when we talk about when we did the evolution strategy and we talked about Redemption Island, you know, at the end of that game, you know, Rob is talking about how, OK, so I've got this going on with this person and this going on with this person and this going on with this person. You know, it was just a lot more complicated than they acted like they didn't like him, but they liked him. So that's like fourth dimensional chess when you start to get to that point with the number of different deals that he had going on. So, again, I think that her earnestness, I think, is going to be her best asset in the game where I think that people are going to look at her as somebody that they can trust, somebody who's not going to be outwardly schemy and sneaky, especially on the Hustlers tribe, where I think that you're going to have a few different people that people may not trust right off the bat. But how do you not trust Lauren coming into this game? She's going to work hard around the camp. She's going to be an asset in the challenges as long as she doesn't have to run a mile, especially if the challenge is carrying a ton of rocks. I mean, I so I feel good about her as somebody that's going to at least make it through this first part of the game, unless... That her social game is so off that people just can't work with her. I don't see that as being the situation with her, especially in that tribe. I feel like that there are people that will sort of flock to her as somebody who's going to be a key contributor for the Hustlers. 
All right, so now comes the moment where you must fit these two hustlers into your power rankings of the heroes, healers, and hustlers. Where do you see Devin and Lauren falling in that regard? So this is tricky for me because in terms of figuring out who could ultimately win, I feel like that Lauren has a much better, if she gets to the end of the game, you know, she does have like, you know, a lot of people that she wants to help that she has like a noble cause with everything going on with the horseshoe crab blood and the people that she wants to help. So if she can get into that final three, I feel like that people uh, may want to reward her. It doesn't seem like she's going to be screwing anybody over, but I don't know if she necessarily is going to have the chops to get there. So I will say that I will, I'm going to put Devin again. You mentioned Jay. He could have like a Fabio upside. I'll slot him in at number three in my power rankings uh, behind Ryan and ahead of JP. So that'll be Cole, Ryan, Devin, JP. And then I will put Lauren right underneath JP and ahead of Simone at number five. So that will be Cole, Ryan, Devin, JP, Lauren, Simone, Patrick, Katrina. All right. Well, we're we're. Basically, that's almost every hustler accounted for. We, we still need to talk about Allie Elliott. That's going to be coming up a few podcasts from now. Uh, but you've got five out of six hustlers accounted for. What do you think of the hustlers tribe so far? Yeah, I think it's going to be the group that's going to struggle the most so far in the early going. I think that the heroes tribe looks like that they are going to be dominant physically. I think the healers look like a really well-balanced tribe. But this is the tribe that I could see being our train wreck tribe, like the brains and the original brains versus beauty versus brawn. Maybe even worst case scenario being like a Matt Singh. I think that this is going to be the tribe we will get a lot of in the first couple days of the season. So I think we I expect us to see a lot of these characters, uh, not just early on in this podcast series, but also early on in Survivor 35. All right, Josh, I am having so much fun here in the Survivor 35 preseason. I I love getting to uh, go through all this stuff with you. And uh, these interviews have been fantastic. And just uh, kudos again on the job that you've done here. And then as well with first one out, I feel like that we're really getting a very three dimensional picture of all these players. What, you think I'm just going to fall in love with you again after what you said to me <laughs> well, earlier? no, no. I mean, that this is going to that I'm just that easy of a mark, Rob, after this, these compliments now. Yeah, well, I just want to again, uh, great job. And I've heard from a lot of people, uh, both on social media and in our patron Facebook group about uh, how much everybody is enjoying the uh, Survivor 35 uh, preseason coverage. So great job. No, it's been really fun, really fun and fun to revisit all of this stuff. It's uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great trip. And I and I really do think that this is a colorful cast of characters if not if nothing else i think that there's a lot of personality here of course if you've missed anything that josh wiggler has done check that out on the hollywood reporter thr.com slash survivor and also that i mentioned our patron facebook group if you'd like to find out about becoming a patron of rob has a podcast those are the people that get additional content and access to everything that we're doing for a monthly contribution you can find out more about that at rob has a website.com slash patron that we are closing in on about 100 patron podcasts that are available for you to to uh, download as soon as you sign on, plus everything going on in our various Facebook groups. So uh, find out more information at that. Rob has a website.com slash 
patron. All right, Josh, who is coming up in our next edition? Okay, so for our next edition, we are saying goodbye to day negative one and saying hello to day zero. Uh, These interviews were done over the course of two days. So the first interview that we are going to hear in the next podcast is going to be the final interview of the day before the day before the game. And then the interview after that will be the first interview of the day before the game began. Uh, So that's going to be Chrissy Hoffbeck to close out day negative one. And it's going to be the good Dr. Michael Zahalski who will be opening up day zero. Very fun. So we will get Chrissy and Mike in our next podcast. I think it's going to be a good time. So you talk to players on the day the game started? No, it is the day before the day before the game began is everything that oh, we day have zero heard. is okay the day yes. before day one got it got it, got yes, it. Got yes, it. yes 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 there you go all right well very exciting stuff follow josh wiggler on twitter he's at round howard i'm at rob sesternino on twitter as well make sure you subscribe to the podcast at rob is a website.com slash itunes take care everybody have a good one bye